everybody welcome back to more bald move awards deliberations um this is our annual award show this is not the final product that is the baldy ceremony this is just me and jim arguing about who should win uh based on all the things that we've seen uh another thing about bald move awards is it's not everything that came out this year it's essentially everything that we saw and had an opinion on uh biggest miss is the kind of meta category for stuff we hadn't seen um but yeah, we're just, this is stuff that we of uh, the stuff that we saw this year. This is our favorite. This is not required viewing or listening. Uh, if if you just want to see who won and kind of our brief arguments about why we picked it that way, check out the award ceremony. That's the one where we're wearing fake tuxedos for our fake award show. Uh, today we have a mammoth category and a weird one. Bald movie is almost always been the first run movies that bald move as, as has looked at. And it's our also newest category because we didn't do it the first year of uh, bald move as a full-time job. We added that as a club feature first run movies, like in the second year. So that's why we only had four movies for the mega category instead of five, like we did on other, every other category Mm -hmm. this year, since there was hardly any first run movies, like, you know, was the last one you saw the invisible man the invisible man's the last movie i saw back in february and i went to see it but to remember like the fucking movie theater like ate the copy of the film and uh-huh. couldn't get ingested and they just so sent ne- us all home we never did a podcast <laughs> for it because you hadn't seen it that night so and and who knew that that was going to be the last time that we went to the movies essentially uh and everything else that's come out, like uh, I have seen Tenet and Wonder Woman, but I saw Wonder Woman like Christmas Eve and uh, Tenet like after Christmas, like so, uh, and they're not going to win for sure. So we had a really weird year like they're, you know, they're what are you going to say? So what we did to kind of make up for that is we started doing kind of things that we thought were classic, you know, Um there are no commission podcast on this because that's another whole other category, best commission podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are the films that me and Jim kind of selected. Uh, we tried to select things that were like some, you know, take turns between premium and pulp. And um, we try to take things that we thought would be nostalgic for, you know, our audience. Cause you know, broadly speaking, we're all kind of like Gen X millennials. Um, I know there are some boomers and I know there's some, probably there's some zoomers uh, I've, I've heard from them. They exist. They walk among us. But uh, yeah, primarily nostalgia around those things. Um, and we had a, a big slate. Like how many movies are in this category? It's over 60. We had something like 62 movies I, that we watched this year and podcasted about. I think our biggest movie category previously was like 38 movies because we, right. we did tend to see a movie almost every week. Um, so we have best, best, best movie. And we are going to tr- probably try to buzz through these to get to a top 20 as quick as we can so that we can talk in detail about those because yeah. fuck everything else. I, th- I think our strategy here is going to be, does it belong in the top or does it belong at the bottom? And then, you know, yeah. as, as we walk through these and just sort of talk about each one uh, in brief, and then we'll come back and talk in depth about maybe the top 20 ish. Can we turn this in? Can we turn this into an ordered list yeah. so that we know? Yeah, because I think well, that would help us out a lot. Yeah, I was going to say this was a real struggle. Okay, okay, I know how to do this. Oh, oh, fuck you. I mastered the list, baby. Well, we've got, we got these that are kind of... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll we'll talk talk about, about all them. this. Jesus, does that mean we have 58? Oh my God, 58, and that doesn't <laughs> even include the 12-hour disaster, the 12 disaster movies. Right. So okay. something like 70 movies, almost 70, 69? Nice. Nice. Talented Mr. Ripley. I don't think it belongs in the bottom. It's at the top. All right. I said to the top. Rolling. Yep. 
children oh, of men to the top. I baby. like better than the towns of Mr. Ripley to the top. The, uh, five, the bloods, five bloods to the top, to the top, to okay. the top. I mean, that's the Capo- criteria here, right? Like, yeah, are we right. supposed to be Cap- talking at all about these movies? Like saying no, what they are? No, we can't. We can't. <laughs> okay. Capote to the top, to the top. Fruitville Station? I have a feeling to the top is going to get more than 20 and we're going to have to go through like 40 yeah. movies because we handpicked so many of these. Fruitville Station to the top? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Damn. Michael Apollo, B. Jordan is so good. Uh, Apollo to 13 to, to the, the top. top. Yeah. Inception to the top. Born Got in Fourth it. of July, I'm going to suggest we, we, we don't okay. send it to the bottom. We don't send it to the top. We just let it float. Let it float. All right. Uh, Palm Springs, I'm gonna let float uh, as well. Yeah, that's that's um, there won't that's a fun alternate Groundhog Day that that you should see if you like Groundhog Day. But <laughs> float, floating is fun. I'm, I'm looking through floating this list fine. and I know what's coming. The only thing I think is going to go to the bottom immediately is the core, like the core <laughs> and left behind are going to go immediately to the bottom, but everything else we'll just see. gonna float or be on top. Hamilton to the top. It's so good. To the top with a bullet. It, oh. See what I did there? It's not even a bulleted list. It's a you, numbered you, list. You you wanted sensitive to make, make sure you didn't miss your shot. Too soon. Too soon. Didn't Alexander to Hamilton away. getting shot. What you got? Too soon. What we got in the shadows? The movie. Uh, yeah. What we shot in the shadows. I I think that can float. I, I like that movie. Um. I like maybe the the cast of that movie. Ah man, which they're both such good cast. I don't like the I don't like the movie, but more than the TV show for sure. I found myself laughing more at the movie than I have at the TV show as a whole. But like, I, I, here's what about this per minute. Yeah, I didn't laugh at all past the first forty five minutes of this movie. I thought the last half of this movie w- w- totally ran out of steam. Like once they got started fucking with like the werewolves and stuff, oh, like I like man, the, I like the werewolves so much. I like the guy. I, I don't know his name. He just plays the dude that they Brit turned into Jermaine's, a vampire and Jermaine's boss yeah. in uh, oh an HBO show. I can't think of the name of Flight of the Concords. Yes, uh, he's so good. He's so good. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I didn't have the 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 history with them because I just I thought I thought the second half of this movie was a kind of a chore. That's um, fair. But I also watched it. Here's the other thing is I watched the first season before I watched this show. So like the uh, fact that the freshness of the like yeah. if you watch this first and the concept was super fresh, then maybe it was riveting throughout. Yeah, Whereas, I did that. Like, I watched the movie first. OK, well, that, that might explain it, but I, I'm content with letting it float. I don't think like okay. it's better than any of the, the top 10 so far. Um. Uh, Scott Pilgrim v the world Scotty P I want to go to the top with this okay I like this movie a lot it's gonna get tedious as we have more Mm -hmm. I have to scroll up four pages to get to the top yep yep Rushmore I don't Uh, think this is Wes Anderson's best movie but is it to the top worthy I think it's float worthy. Sorry, Wes. I think it's float worthy. I'm kind of to the top, but a week to the top, like to the middle. Mm, to, <laughs> to me says float here. Let's go. 
Are we going to go through and like reorganize the floater? I guess that's the the whole top twenty thing. Um, oh yeah, the floaters right. are just going to get cut eventually. They're okay. going to become Hustler, the bottom. <laughs> Hustler to the top. The hustle. God, I love that. It's the best pool movie ever made. It's a great movie. Excuse me, billiards. Water. Oh wait, no. Hunt for Red October. <laughs> to the top, baby. To the top. One of my favorite films of all time. Waterworld. I love this movie. I think it okay. belongs on the float, though, <laughs> for various the, reasons. The, <laughs> the movie belongs to the bottom. The movie belongs to the bottom. The podcast belongs to the top. I don't think that means it floats. It floats. Yeah. If you're asking, does it sink or float? It floats. They all float down here, Kevin. Rear window. In the middle out. zone, they all float. Rear uh, window to Alfred the top. Hitchcock. Yeah, God. Alfred this Hitchcock, movie Jimmy kicked Stewart. my ass. I could not believe how good this movie was. For a, a 1950s movie. Holy shit, it holds up. I was Because I was kind of like, sometimes these old movies, I grade on a little on a scale, a, a curve. It's like, okay, well, I see why it's well respected because it has this particular performance or like the way they, they played it the light or this is the inventive use of a set or a, 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 a filming technique. But rear view, rear window, rear view window, rear window is just a very yep. thoroughly modern feeling film. And, and it's, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't have to tell anybody this. Right. But it's a master class intention, like building Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, yeah. I would like to do more Hitchcock. I would like to do more yes. Hitchcock this year for sure. Uh, I put the lighthouse to the top for people who weren't watching while we were talking, because yes. obviously uncontroversial. It's the, 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 the goddamn thoughts have been ignited <laughs> and just rocketed thoughts. to the top. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music, I think, goes to the top. Float. What? Come All right. on. Well, it's, well, it's going to float okay. right above you Rushmore. You float it to the middle. That's fine. Fine. Because it doesn't belong to, in the sink category. Uh, I'm thinking of I'm ending thinking things. I'm thinking of ending things to the top. Mm-hmm. Here's where it gets complicated once I start scrolling. Not going to win, but it's to the top. Goodfellas. Uh, Goodfellas to the top. To the top. Okay. Enola Holmes. Enola I haven't seen Holmes. this. It's float. It's, it's floaty. It's not bad. It's, not, it's, it's fun. It's fun. If you got kids, you should watch it for sure. If you like Billy Bobby Millie B- B- Brown. <laughs> Billy Bobby Millie Brown. Yeah, if you like, uh, she's she's definitely uh, she's yeah. I, I I fully expect good things from her in the future. Uh, yeah, she's got Natalie Portman potential all over her. Um, so. Yes, Wolf of Wall Street. I think float worthy. F- float. Oh, I mean, this was a, a really movie. fun movie to watch. It is fun movie to podcast, but like, okay, send it to the top. I just think it's like top. we're. You're 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 just gonna do Martin's dirty. He's gonna get kicked down to the middle. Hey, he's got Goodfellas and Wolf of Wall Street. I think he'll yeah, be fine. He's, he's covering his spots here. Greyhound. Oh, what is this movie? This. this is Tom Hanks boat as a yeah. as a boat captain hunting down, like trying to protect a convoy from a Nazi wolf pack in World War II. Yeah, this is Apple TV, right? It's man. If you have, I mean, I don't know because like I'm a sucker for anything nautical, mm-hmm. and I'm a sucker for Tom Hanks. But like, speaking of masterclass of tension, like they pull out all the tricks. You know, like this is like submarine warfare when you had 
teeny tiny little green screens and actual like guys trying to figure out is that is that a whale fucking or a torpedo screw or my dot matrix printer sitting right behind me yeah and it's like you know the like this merchant marine stuff where like this is kind of part of history that hasn't been very well covered um you know like like the the tension of protecting like there's a tr- there's a there's one ship that had like five thousand men on it. Nazis sink that like Damn. the the human cost is incalculable. Let alone the material cost and like you know you had tank you know like supplies and food and uniforms and bullets and all this stuff. And the only thing standing between you is like three destroyers between them and the Nazi subs. Five of them in this case across a five day passage in the Atlantic is like three aging destroyers. You know. Hmm. Sounds tense. pretty, pretty compelling. It's good. And it's, it's very, it's also doesn't over. It's like 90 minutes and you're done. Like, hmm. uh, it's good stuff though. Uh, where do you think it goes? I want to send it to the top, to the top. Tom Hanks wrote this movie. Tom Hanks produced this movie. I this was a passion project. I feel is. like it would be appropriate to float all of these boat movies, but. I can't. Uh, I can't do it. By the way, if, if you're on the uh, check out Dan Carlin's, um, I'm not sure if it's it's a uh, hardcore history addendum. He does an interview with Tom Hanks, which is delightful, where they just talk mm-hmm. about history and this particular project. And I think he that's why I instantly plopped down my credit card for a seven day trial of Apple TV on the basis of Tom Hanks enthusiastically talking about Greyhound. Um, pretty good. Okay, where are we at? Star, Star Trek, Trek Generations, Generations. I, it can only float. It could, it it, could it sink could, to the bottom or it could float. arguably sink to the bottom, honestly. That I don't hate film, it. I, I like no. the, the crossover appeal that it but, has, like getting but Shatner But if you don't there, like but, Star Trek at all, this is a bad movie. This is an incomprehensible okay. movie. Then let's scroll all the way it's down. Not even, it's not even a good Trek to Next Generation movie. Well, wait, hold, hold your horses here. We're not putting it under Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> we just talked about how shitty that is. Yeah. Uh, um, 1917. It's a conversation. To the top. Yeah. We saw that this year. That was in January. Holy fuck. Apparently that's so. A good movie. That's like that's like the only actual bald movie I think that's on this list so far. Oh, God. And here we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. Groundhog Day. Okay. Float. Uh, God, I have such a, an affinity for Armageddon. I love that movie. Um, it's a fun I, movie. I'm not saying it's a great movie, but God, I love it. Good. This goes to the bottom. This go yep. like like these two here yep. both go to the bottom. Dante's peak. Keep rolling. Wait, you're gonna you're you're gonna okay. You're I mean, sparing Armageddon. You're floating Armageddon. I was gonna float okay. Dante's peak and volcano and. Twister, maybe a Twister, Twister might actually I go want to send to the top. <laughs> I want to send it to the top. I want to see how well right. it does in the melee. All right, let's send that to the top. Uh, what else? Anything go to the top? Independence Day doesn't belong at the top. Independence Day does not belong to the top. It's ah. it's a high float. It's a high float. I think it's a high float because okay. of all these movies, this is my favorite. Independence Day. Um, it's followed closely by Armageddon, but. Okay, um, I, I can I, you can float them high. Okay, and then what goes to the bottom? Left behind, twenty twelve, the core certainly the core for sure. Yeah, I think um, Deep Impact is garbage on second. Like I, I yeah, that movie was 
long and boring and bad. San yeah. Andreas, bad. I think San all Andreas five of these fun. go uh, to the bottom. Look, if you're gonna float, if you're gonna float Armageddon and Dante's Peak, then you get your fucking hands off San Andreas. I mean, or, okay, well, we're putting Day of Tomorrow at the bottom too, because that's just a shit. Yeah, that, that's that's not a good movie. The the ice stuff doesn't happen until like the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Way, way, way later, and these are all going under Wonder Woman because they're not as new. Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, so and we, we got Armageddon, Dante's Peak. So you volcano, really? Volcano and Dante's are going to look. I get Armageddon. Man, volcano has a, a grandma's legs being eaten by acid. Like, no. Well, how much more that's do you Dante's want? Peak. That's Dante's Peak. <laughs> volcano has Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones's friend's legs being eaten by lava. Any movie with leg eating. I think he's friends. I think it's it's John Carroll Lynch. Oh, he knew him. He knew he him. Even a firefighter with his legs. Yeah, they work the in lava. the same industry. They know each other. They've been to the conventions. <laughs> firefighter the, conventions. I've been to the volcano convention, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> whatever. Whatever. You want to make Easy this rider. process a mockery, go for it. Easy Rider? Ooh. I mean, we're already out of the top 20. There's no way these movies are even going to get talked about again. I'm taking Easy okay, Rider to so- the top. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about it. Yeah, because like, you know, this is other things like if you, what did you miss on Bald Move? What should you go back and, and listen to and watch? I, that serves that kind of valuable Universal Soldier. I'm fine with the middle. I love yeah. that movie. Like it was the first like I think it's yeah, certainly the first Jean-Claude Van Damme movie I ever saw. Huh. And like, I think this is wow. Jean-Claude Van Damme's finest film. Oof. Uh, you have a hard time talking me out of Bloodsport. Because I love oh, that movie. Right. But... Fucking Bloodsport. You're right. Bloodsport's his best movie. Because this has got <laughs> everything about the romantic situation in this movie is bad. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I'm floating with floating it. Uh-huh. Sneakers was a lot of fun and surprisingly good. And the, the hacking held up. And it's got a cast. I kind of want to yeah. send it to the top. James Earl it's Jones. Going to get, it's going to get sent on its way. Yeah. But <laughs> it should be talked about. Uh, so Invisible Man, Man, I really liked. It's, it's Did you it's ever see solo, this solo? Nope, no. It's a solo okay. gym act right here. Uh, I'm gonna throw it to the top. I don't think it's going to stay near the top, but for now, it goes it goes up there. Elizabeth Moss is great in that movie, and it's a, it's a, it's an enlightened uh, modern take on the Invisible Man. <laughs> Let's say that. Okay. Uh, I was excited to see it. I would like to see it. Um, uh, Mask of Zorro. I think yep. this is the definition of floater, but it's a high floater because this movie is really, really fun. It is. And it's got if you like sword fighting, like I like sword fighting, this is some of the best. Like you might not even see better sword fighting because I don't think they do it this way anymore. Like this is like yep. the last of the great swashbuckling sword films. It's got Antonio Banderas and Banderas. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Zeta Jones at the at the peak of her heat. Yes. Anthony Hopkins in like a really great kind of passing the torch role. Um, yeah. Good. good. Yeah. I, this is a great this is a good film. It's this one of those like fun film. Yeah. Mid 90s like comedy dramas that that really holds up. I thought. Yep. Yep. Uh, Where are we? Mastic Man. Uh, ooh, another movie I think really holds up. Sam uh, Rockwell. Rockwell. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Nick Cage, both of them giving excellent performances. Um, is this Elliot Page or who was who was the his daughter in this one? No, it's um shit. I'm looking it up. 
Yeah. It's uh, Allison Lohman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's great. I, I, this is a good cage film. It's not his best. I suggest, mm-hmm. I would say that this is kind of a floater too. Okay. Well, then we'll Maybe just a let high it floater, float. but eh, it's, I don't it's care fine. about high or low floaters. They're all, all floating. Right. Irishman to, to, the top. to the top. Like, I think yep. this is maybe Scorsese's, uh, yeah, I don't know what to call it. His his final bow, perhaps. Who knows? Um, Contagion. Uh, Contagion. I think it goes to the top. This is like a 2020 movie as fuck. It like actually, unironically, I think was educational for a lot of people. And and uh, and I'm glad remarkably we it right similar to how things went down with this whole pandemic. You Dude, know, there are so many things oh that they God. just nail. It's like oh. You want a fictionalized account of exactly how a pandemic would go? Well, welcome to 2020 and Contagion because the yeah, like I, I want to talk about bead. the differences when we get there because like I it'd be interesting to revisit this film with like now to what we know about the the pandemic and and but like yeah, like I think when that movie came out, like people would probably be like, you know, this Jude Law conspiracy theory shit. There's no right. way that's a little much, man. It's anything got undersold. Yep. Um. But we could, like I said, I want to talk more about it. I hope it gets to the top 20. Okay. Goldeneye. Float? Classic. Classic James Bond movie. My favorite middle, James Bond look, movie. But it's a middle of the pack James Bond movie with like an A plus James Bond in it. Um, and one of the more, be- one of the better James Bond villains too. Yeah. Solid Alex Trevelyan Bond is, girls and great. Is, is Goldeneye like a top 10 Bond flick? I, I, for me, it yeah. Might it's, it's literally my favorite no. uh, James Bond movie, period. Really? Yeah. It's your number one Bond movie. Yeah, because I, it's got it's got my James Bond, like the James Bond that I grew up with, uh, Pierce Brosnan. It's got, you know, such memorable moments like Boris getting frozen and that character is such a shit. And like he has zero chemistry with the main Bond girl, though, like Xenia on top is all time great Bond girl villain. But like, yeah, Fomka, is that Fomka Jansen? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, she, but like Pierce had zero chemistry with that either actor or character. Um, but you know that's a yeah. small like so. Yeah, I mean, there's shower. Uh, it'd be interesting to rank them. Whatever. Boy, that would be that'd be a fun series if we watched every Bond and then ranked them all. Whew. Yeah, it would be fun. That's a lot. That'd be of like work, a year. That'd be like a half a year's project. I know. Um, Maybe one day. Hey, I, I say, what do you want? You want to send it to the top? It sounds like uh, I, I, I don't I felt, think so. I think I felt like we just gave it its due. Yeah. Yeah. It's a floater for sure. All right. The majestic. I like uh, this movie, man. It's good, but I don't think it's top worthy. No, I agree with you. Um, it's, it's a good movie. A great movie for the time, the times we live in too. This might be the first serious dramatic performance I saw of Jim Carrey's. Um, probably I think it was his first one that he ever did yeah it's either that or Eternal Sunshine that I saw him first in a dramatic role and I was impressed by both of them and this movie is just like you know it's a a tearjerker it's heartfelt Mm -hmm. it has that earnest Mm -hmm. like positivity that you don't see in a ton of movies but not Pollyanna you know there's some like pretty interesting i mean it's emotional dilemmas a town that's been ravaged by the world war so like yeah it's not going to be super pollyanna um yeah it's a great movie i think it floats so okay uh how about vanilla sky i kind of feel like it's a floater too Uh uh-huh 
That's how I feel like, about I re- it. It's an interesting. I respect what it does, and it's like a really interesting kind of a mind fuck of a movie. Um, and I remember thinking, like, this is a science fiction film. This is a science fiction film, and like, then it all became the way a science it. fiction film. At yeah, the, in the, la- the last last third of the last act, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think I think it's it's uh, float worthy. Train spotting, man. To, what a movie! To the top. I think so. I'll, I'll never forget some of the imagery in this movie. Um, oh my god, yeah! And just the feeling of watching this movie—just the 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 man, the the desperation, the sadness, the tragedy of that character. Uh, I, I don't remember his name, but the the main character. You know how he's trying to get out of this life, and then it's just one unfortunate turn, and he's back in it, and it just destroys everything. Uh, and that baby on the ceiling scene. Mm. Yeah, I mean, all the scenes around that some baby of the, are some of the practical effects that they did on these this extremely low budget um, yeah. was yeah, I'm thinking like the, the climb, climbing into the toilet for the opium suppositories. Uh, oh my god, it's the, the, the baby climbing like him, him, him sweating out his uh, withdrawal symptoms in in his childhood bedroom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it goes to the top. We need to talk a little bit more about it. Although I feel like maybe we just did. We might have, but let's put it to the top temporarily. Um, yeah, parasite, uh, parasite to, to the, the top. top. I don't think there's any argument there. We'll talk about it. Man, shit, one best film. Uh, let's see, War Games, the War Games. I don't know what to okay. do with this because I love this movie. I think this has yeah. one of the most, like, one of the most realistic depictions of hacking at the time. Um, like you know, using this handset. Well, uh, the research modem. of this film became hackers, right? That's what we uncovered in the podcasting. Right. Uh, all, all the freaking and phone fucking and all that stuff became like <laughs> grist for the hacker mill. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's an amazing hacking movie. Um, it's it's an amazing like Cold War movie as well. Like all of the Whopper stuff that they do with Joshua and the computer and the tic-tac-toe and the war game itself. I think, you know, if you were alive at the time and then you know conscious which i wasn't you know i was born in 82 so like i didn't really know what was going on in the cold war but like i feel like it captures the vibe and the tension of the cold war and adds that hacking element that is kind of just right in my alley well you're talking it up like it's a floater because if it was too, if it's like a, if it's a, a to the a, yeah. my thing is like if there's any question, it shouldn't be to the top. And if we have to talk about it to justify it, then that's probably giving it due, and it doesn't need to be to the top. Because I also think that movie had yeah. some problems. And oh, you think so? Dull. Yeah, I felt like it was kind of dull in the mid, the middle going. Really, I remember kind of like being, you know, but I. It was also a live watch, you know, like it was a sci- sci- sci-fi Sunday live watch. So sometimes my mind would get pulled over to chat or making jokes. And yeah, that's a good yeah. point. So is the abyss. Uh, we'll, we'll float war games. I think the, the female character in war games isn't very good. Either. The other is like, I, I, <laughs> here's the other thing is like, I don't know that we can anything we didn't do a podcast on. I don't think it can be to the, like, yeah, like the abyss can't we be haven't top worthy. Yeah, and like the abyss, like I would uh, just on the merits of the movie, uh, I really enjoyed that movie mm-hmm. experience. Watch watching it, um, 
but uh, yeah, it's, it's a James Cameron, uh, you know, aliens, Terminator two esque action film underwater for right? Terminator two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the, and, and, and the, 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 the Titanic, uh-huh. the tech demo for both of those. Yeah. And it's All a right. great James Cameron movie, but I don't think it's going to the top. The conversation is an amazing Gene Hackman performance yes. in just an okay film. I didn't, I found it very hard to like this film. I, I, man, I like the film. I admired it immensely. I think it moves very slowly. Um, sure does. And it kind of just meanders at times. Uh, you know, it's, it's not even that the main plot when it's there moves slowly. It's that it also gets off the main plot a lot. Like I, I remember, I remember the scenes in the middle where like they're stacked into his apartment which is essentially just a large open area uh, which has like a caged off security room that he keeps all his gear in and they're trying to like break into that and he's being distracted uh, by this woman who you're not really sure is like he doesn't want to be at this party he doesn't like any of the people there you've got this rival asshole guy uh, who's asking a whole bunch of questions about his stuff and I like all of that kind of dragged I think the most interesting stuff was around like the tape um, that they make of, of like this, you know, this handoff, this woman talking about, uh, I forget exactly what she's talking about, but there's like some mystery that they're, they're trying to uncover and they set up the whole like surveillance for it. Right. And that part is fascinating. Um, It's, it's what war games is to espionage for me. I, was so in love with this movie in the first 15 minutes. And then the movie spent the next 45 losing me before like all the stuff with the climax of it at the hotel. Um, and kind of like that, did that really happen? Stuff was very effective, but like the entire middle part of this movie really, I found tedious and it kind of lost me. So I'm cool with it floating, especially since we've, kind of talked it out here mm-hmm. and if you, you you know like i said it's an amazing gene hackman performance it's an amazing period piece it's got a lot of hitchcockian attention building in the beginning and end but then but yeah. boy they just like let that bleed out like a whoopee cushion in the second second uh act of this film so okay all right what do you think about last to the mohicans to the top actually i don't know like I didn't like this as much as I like this film. Do, I like this film. It's uh, I mean, okay, you're going to take it to the top. Fine. Take it to the top. Yeah. I'll take it to the top to for now. It. Why not? Ex Machina. Ex Machina. To the top. Yeah. It's not as. Yeah. To the top. Fuck it. I like that movie. Talk more about it. Talk more about it up there. It's right up my alley. Oh, boy. We're getting to the bottom here. Guns Akimbo. This is a live watch uh, or watch party we did on Twitch of that Dan Radcliffe movie. It can float. Yeah. It's fine. It's not the worst movie. The Holiday? Uh, I Gosh, what can I say more about that? that? I talked three and a half hours about this movie <laughs> already on two separate podcasts with four different people. Yep. Like, yeah, I think it's it can float. It, it can float. Yeah. Uh, how about Elf? That's our other ho- holiday movie. I guess we have a couple more. Um, it's a fun comedy. Uh, it's got some heart. I like this movie. I don't know if it belongs at the top, though. I mean, if this wasn't a Christmas movie, I wouldn't wouldn't watch it. You know, every two or three years, it it stays in mm-hmm. rotation because it's an excellent family Christmas movie. Yeah, but uh, it's an instant Christmas classic, as they say. 
And that's man, that's a damn fine question. Like movies that like like Die Hard stands on its own. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like being a Christmas movie is an extra fun detail. What do we do with movies that are like explicitly Christmas movies that, you know, wouldn't really pass muster like I don't know, like Home Alone's a borderline case where would we have yeah. kept watching that movie, um, A Christmas Story? Like San, like A Christmas Story and The Sandlot are very this, very sa- similar movies. Mm-hmm. I've seen Sandlot twice. I've seen A Christmas, the Christmas Story 20 times. Right. Like there is a, an extra Christmas kind of like, you know, well, there's only so many of these and only so many that are truly good. So we're just going to watch them. And um, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if is this is this a float? Like, because this is just a solid family film that happens to be set in Christmas and has, like, a breakout star attached to it, you know? I think it's float-worthy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it floats. I don't think it rises to the top. Uh, Lethal Weapon? (laughs) It's not my favorite action movie. It's a good action movie, and it's I will good. tell you this: we have to find a way to talk about more '80s action films, man, and '90s yeah. action films. And and up like 2021, we better update the badass list at some point, or I don't know what. Yeah, like the people want it, I want it. I think it's part of the to plan. Get it done. Okay, uh, but I think this floats. Uh, what do you What do you think? I think it floats. Yeah. Okay. Castaway. Let's see how you feel about you this. Think? Yeah, it's closer to closer to closer to top than a float. I think so. It's a great movie. Uh Mank, I didn't see this. Mm. Should people see Mank? What is Mank? Tell people about it. So maybe if they want Mank to see it, they is can. a movie that uses the structure and filmmaking techniques of Citizen Kane to tell the story of how the screenwriter in the golden age of cinema, uh, Mankiewicz worked, uh, to, to write the project citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. And it's set in the middle of the first red scare. You know, everybody knows the McCarthy one, but there was a one before that. Um, and you know, when, when people were getting their screenwriting credits pulled for associations with socialists and communist parties and, uh, it's got Gary Oldman playing, just completely disappearing into another old old dude uh, role. Um, and it's got uh, 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 Tywin Lannister, Charles Dance playing um, the the ty- the newspaper tycoon. That God, I can't remember this guy's uh, 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 Randolph Hearst, William yeah. Randolph Hearst, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's real good and it's 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 not too short and it the film looks amazing and it's it's fun like Mankiewicz is uh you know ha- knows his way around the English language and has an acerbic wit um but yeah like i like either either dying to see this movie based on that description or you're not um so yeah. there you go but but i don't think it, it okay let's put it to the top because it was a movie that came out in this year fair you know like it was a first run movie we have precious few of those <laughs> yes yes we and didn't I actually do, think... do a podcast about it but no yeah um uh, misery misery goes to the top right i think so this is a classic i, I 
Uh, first time I'd seen it, I really enjoyed it. It's a first run for me. Kathy Bates uh, just being a monster. Great King adaptation, yeah. Uh, Trial of Chicago 7, that's a first run as well. Um, I think it goes to the top on the, that basis, sure. We did talk about that on Off the Clock one week, I think. Did we really? Oh yeah, we did. I think so, because we had both yeah, watched it. Um, wait, Casino. Casino. You know what? Casino leaving Las Vegas, take him to the top. Okay. Wait, unless you're going to disagree. Uh, Casino is one of those borderline things for me. I think it's a good Scorsese oh, film, I but I think you I like can think of like three other fellas. better Scorsese films. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. I can, I can definitely think of two that I like better. I don't know about three. <laughs> I was going to say, what's well, the third one? <laughs> no, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I think Goodfellas, okay. Wolf of Wall Street, and uh, Didn't he make Aviator, too? You, I think you probably like The Aviator better. Fuck, I forgot he made The Aviator. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Um, I'd have to refresh my memory. Anyway. Uh, uh, Leon the Professional. The Professional I'm... in America. Whatever. Uh, what, I like what do you this think movie this? a lot. It feels float-worthy. Is another old like a high Gary floater, Oldman but performance. You're, you're that, not you're not caring about the high floaters, but I feel like yeah, it's, right. it's this is um, first run, it? but it's a floater I, as best I could tell. Maybe or, even to the bottom. Like I didn't like this. I actively didn't like this film. And like if it had yeah. been like this thing, if I if I was just kind of like, eh, but I don't understand it, I'd watch it again. I'm mm-hmm. I just like I feel like no, I don't really like this film. I didn't connect with it. Uh, and I think the second time through when the, like the, the things that kind of were amazing with some of the special effects and like the backwards and forwards stunt work, I really still don't know how exactly they had one guy going forwards in time, one guy going backwards in time and, and making that all work out. Uh, but yeah, I just it, it, like removing that visceral kind of a thrill of the effects. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd say almost to the bottom, but okay, that might be too much. Well, then we're, I think we're there. Uh, we've already done okay. generations and wonder woman was the only one that we haven't ranked explicitly, but it's, that's where it goes. <laughs> yeah. It's to the bottom. It's bad. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, cool. Um, let's go to the top and then start really getting to it. Uh, holy shit. Casino, man. man, this is the thing is like, cause like this is kind of the Godfather to, to Goodfellas Godfather. And I actually kind of do prefer the original Godfather to Godfather 2, which is a highly controversial opinion. I'm on the other side of this debate. I actually like Casino better than Goodfellas. Huh. Yeah. And almost I can't really one to one. Like, on now, I don't that's not saying I don't like Goodfellas, mm-hmm. but I could I could jump into Casino at about any point in this running time and want to stay and watch the rest of the thing. I would say that about Goodfellas for myself. Um, um, and, but I just think the <sighs> casino is just a little bit more um, mature from a storytelling standpoint, complexity. Which works for it and against it, I think, because Goodfellas, Goodfellas is doing things that film hadn't done as well since then. Like that whole helicopter chase, like paranoia, stuff in goodfellas is groundbreaking storytelling um well that's the part of the movie where i start to lose interest too like the spiraling part of the goodfellas is always kind of i find tedious um whereas the 
huh. the, 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 the multi-dependent love triangle in Casino, I find relentlessly interesting in a very similar tragic kind of like Shakespearean way. That's why I, I guess I just why I like it. I, I like it better. They're both great. I, uh, yeah. Goodfellas maybe a little bit more fun, maybe, but I think so. Um, the, th- the things I like about Casino are, um, getting a of lens like a sort of view into um the the las vegas mob scene and the casino operation especially like when robert de niro is talking about how he runs his casino right and like how the pieces are connected um and like the different you know scams that go on and then like the, the how everybody from top to bottom is scamming um and he walks you through all that it's and it's it's kind of like the end of the golden mafia age, the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra age, and yeah, it's so funny because the next one, leaving Las Vegas, is the transition. Like mm-hmm. it, that that tells the story of the transition between the old, uh, you know, mafia mafioso uh, strip and the new sanitized Disney, safe for families. You know, still get still get Coke and BJ's, but you got to know who to talk to. Strip. I think leaving Las Vegas is a better film than Casino. Oof. <laughs> Part of it is down to Nick Cage's performance and Elizabeth Shue, uh, their their performances. But like, I, I will say this is like one of the more soul searing films that I would actually watch. Like Requiem for a Dream, I saw that once. Don't really want to see it again. Um, uh, yeah. kind of like the same way. I feel the same way about Train Spotting. Like I that that once, but like leaving Las Vegas, I think I could see a couple more times because, hmm, yeah, it's it's devastating in a way that I don't think Casino is. Like I feel for uh, shit. Who is it playing his love interest in Casino? Elizabeth. Uh, oh, uh, Ra- uh, is it Kim Basinger. No, no, uh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Yeah, I get them mixed up. Uh, I think Sharon Stone is really good in Casino, but it doesn't it doesn't quite leave me with like that emotional punch because like it, I don't know they make this arrangement in the beginning of Casino right same same thing happens in Leaving Las Vegas they make an arrangement um I feel like the Leaving Las Vegas arrangement is always uh honored whereas the one in Casino is not and it's just like. Hmm. She like Sharon Stone gets into this arrangement that she has no intention of actually following through with, and he's too stupid to understand that. And mm. like, I I don't know. I, I find myself not sympathizing as much with those characters as I do with the mm. two leads in Leaving Las Vegas. It's interesting because I I feel like that in Leaving Las Vegas the deal wasn't exactly honored either. Um, there was some reneging of the deal. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. they're both they're both sad and complete and inevitable and completely different in in I don't know similar ways. But I have a lot Pretty more sympathy um, with Robert De Niro. He just doesn't. He's not equipped with the type of strength he needs to deal with the situation. Oh, um, I never understood like why that was the case. They they don't paint a picture of a man who because he's in a he's in an art he's he's trapped in a paradigm in the world where this woman is his problem. Like well, well, but why does he get into that problem to... in the first place is my biggest question. Like he doesn't he seem like her. a man who is weak in that particular way he, because they play it like, oh, it's love well, at first sight. He is extremely like, weak. It, that's the that's the whole problem. With the, he plays a very strong person who's fundamentally extremely weak. Um, hmm. and that's what I've come. That's what I've come to appreciate over the years is the fact that like 
you know, uh, this is like a like Kerbin for a page from the Expanse, but like there's the only thing you can do there is walk away and take your child with you and give them a better life. Like this person's a dumpster fire and you got to cut them loose, but that's not an option for him. He's got to have these trapped in this sure. like, sh- you know, shame and reconciliation cycle with this woman that she's and trapped pride, into. Uh, his own and pride. Yeah. Like he doesn't all the, his concept of masculinity and yeah, like it's, I get all that. That, so, that all makes sense, but it's the initial, like, what is this love at first sight thing? Why? I don't understand it. Like he's, he's resisted every Sharon other woman Stone in this movie. Yeah. I'm Sharon not impressed. Stone? Sharon like, Stone. Really? I, I'm not a big Sharon Stone right. fan. Um, she's not my type. She's more of like the Scarface wife kind of, kind of thing that doesn't do it for me, but you know, apparently that's his weakness. Uh, it's just Platinum a little strange. Blondes. Yeah. Well, okay. So like, um, I have like uh, this is the perennial Baldi's problem. I I would go casino Las Vegas. You're going Las Vegas casino. Okay, let's uh, leave them as they are for now, and we'll come back okay. if we need to, because we might not need to at all. Trials Chicago Seven. I don't think is better than either of these films. I agree with you. Okay, Trials Seven is a very good film, especially for this year. Especially if you are any kind of left to center politics and want to know how to not to make an asshole of yourself and in, in a new era of leftist politics. I think it's highly instructive to watch this film, decide which caricature of a left wing persona you are, and then try to identify the good parts about that persona and the bad parts. And, yeah. and, and uh, like I said, on, unless you're, like I said, unless you're Bobby seal, then you, you, you just be, you just be Bobby seal today and you'll probably be okay. But, and what it had to uh, say about like, the necessity of all those types um yeah and the, the importance the role that, the, that those types play in the discourse um and then the you know the making up of of society's mind um i and thought you it was could almost say that maybe they there's there could be due with some mutual respect between those positions but on mm-hmm. the other hand when you're dealing with super important issues like you know tens of thousands of us being shipped off to a foreign war that we don't see as a we see as immoral like that's what makes compromise hard because you know, one of your approaches is probably right. And one of you is wrong. And I, it's, it's yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's great because it's something that took that that happened in the distant past for most of us. And we can kind of objectively like, okay, well, which one do we kind of agree with? Which one, if we, yeah, if, if their thought had ruled the day in the seventies, where would we, would we be further along on this line or that line? So, yeah, but it's like, I, you know, um, it's not an all time classic once in a generation movie, like arguably both of the casino and, and uh, leave Las Vegas are agreed. Misery uh, misery. I think misery is a better film than trial of the seven. This is going to hit a very hard ceiling on the next two. Yeah. It's a career defining film. Everybody knows Kathy Bates from misery, right? Like that's the thing that made her famous, but certainly on the screen all time. Great psychological horror film. Maybe yeah. one of the best. Okay, put it there for now. Uh, Mank, we talked about. Uh, yeah, I'd say Mank think? is like that's it's right where it needs to be right now. Um, I think like Mank is a arguably artistically better version, but less entertaining. Trial of the Seven. It has a lot of the same themes of like you know like um, how do you tell the truth to power in a way that is not going to totally alienate both power and the people sympathetic to power that you need on your side to to carry the day. Um, how do you 
like the uh, mank explicitly deals on how do you deal with like coordinated misinformation campaigns hmm. you know because yeah. one of the things that really sticks in his cause like he has like a like a like a sarcastic joke when a hollywood producer wanted him to write a bunch of like like scripts or like to try to like misinform or he's trying to deal with this like you know like goddamn this uh this the Sinclair guy is kicking her ass because the, he's telling the truth to people and the people really like it. And he's like, you make people believe in wizards and and witches and dragons and you can't figure out this problem. And then smash cut to them just using actors and writers to give, you know, people that are posing as everyday Americans giving, you know, being mouthpieces for their and like using propaganda slickly packaged uh you know outspent 10 to one so like yeah that stuff is super super interesting um but i think most if i if i had to encourage one per, the person to watch one i'd probably go trial this shot i go seven because i think it's more relevant and and accessible like the mank is wrapped up in a whole packaging around the the uh rosebud shit citizen kane that is going to be tough going for some people Okay, I'll leave it there for now. Uh, Castaway, I think needs to go up. Yeah, um, I would honestly put Castaway at number three right now. Yeah, above misery. That's what I was about to say. Okay, uh, everybody knows what Castaway is, right? Tom Hanks stuck on a deserted yeah. island. Did a whole for podcast years. for its twentieth anniversary just a couple weeks ago. It's fantastic. Uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. What did you like it better than the trial of the Chicago seven? I think so. Here's the thing is like, I thought I didn't think this quite told an, something. I don't know. I, what did this? Okay. What was this movie? What did this movie try to tell us? Uh, it tried to tell us that artificial intelligence is, is capable of personhood and that if we don't treat it as such, it will murder us <laughs> essentially. Right. I mean, this, but, but this is such a, like, I, I really thought like even well to the end of the movie that this was going to say something really profound and new. And, you know, I just come off of devs, which yeah, is yeah. the better project in, entirely. Um, I actually was slightly disappointed in how little this movie had to say about it's like, like essentially um, extent, be suspicious of eccentric wealthy people and why they are pursuing the things, the high tech things that they're pursuing. Like, yeah, it's this movie's aesthetic is maybe Musk, the best thing kinda. about it. Yeah. Um, you know, it came out, like you said before devs and it kind of defined what I think of, of the Alex Garland. Cause this is another one of his, right? Um, certainly is Alex Stars, Garland uh, has, uh, um, what's her name? Emily? No. Who is the Lily? Lily was the one of the oh, lead right. robots in this film, but very small, very small role. Right. Um, okay. Should we leave it where it is? Yeah, I'm fine. I don't think I would put it above any of these. All right. Um, Especially since it has to, it has to jump over a bunch of 2020 films. Yeah. Last Mohicans. I'm not going to make an argument for this. This is okay. like, this is a very good action historical romance like this was literally the first date i took a girl on and it was like one of my first i think the first rated r movie i'd seen in the theater hmm. snuck out did everything on the sly 
got a lot of nostalgic things and I thought it held up like Daniel Day Lewis. This is uh, yeah. you've never seen Daniel Day Lewis uh, approaching an action star movie star role like this is a Tom Cruise running real fast doing heroic things kind of role. And uh, he's really yeah. sexy and handsome. Uh, a lot of people in this are really sexy and handsome. Uh, some standout performances by uh, Native American actors um, and an interesting period of American history before America was America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it's fine where it's at. Okay. Parasite. Ooh, it needs to go up. Oscar award winning up. Parasite. Uh, like, I think it needs to go right in between Casino and leaving Las Vegas, if not above Casino. All right, let's slot it in there. Um, it's it's worth just like bringing things to the the yeah. top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to discuss put everything them. in its final order right now. Train spotting. Oh man, the best <sighs> one of the best films I never want to watch again. Uh, <laughs> what do you say about this one, Jim? Um, we already talked it up so much. Right like, now, I would throw it at number four. As just like a kind of on a whim, just like I think it needs really? to go to the top. I think it's, I don't think it gets past misery. Huh? Okay. Well, let's. I think rewatchability is is definitely a thing. You know, I would I would watch Misery right now again. I'd watch Castaway right now again. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably uh, watch Train Spotting again. I know it's uh, harrowing, but also I like harrowing. it. It's got it's uh, got its share of fun amongst the. Uh, Horribleness. Boy, here's an in, contagion. Yeah, contagion. What do you do with contagion? Because contagion's got extra juice from being a 2020 film that we covered in 2020 at the start of the pandemic. So here's the thing. Um, the 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 big difference between this and the coronavirus is the coronavirus spread much easier and in a way that was particularly insidious where people could be infected and contagious before you had visible symptoms. The thing that like yeah. saved the contagion universe is that like people were visibly sick while they were contagious. Now, the thing that worked in our favor is that this uh, all in all wasn't the most lethal plague it could be. Um, I mean, it, it has killed 400,000 Americans to date. So that's like three four five six times worse than the flu but like and a part of me thinks like would this have been as intensely uh uh uh, politicized if this was even 10 times more lethal well we're looking at three million americans or four million americans dead at the same time as four and i think that's where yeah that's the that's the big differences in the plague other everything else like you know like i'm glad i watched this movie and, and had a a bedrock and our and, and contact tracing and are not values and how long it takes to get a, 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 vi- a, a, a vaccine and how you dis- the problems in distributing it. Like, you know, like I'm glad I got a grounding of this before the real thing hit us. What were you going to say? Well, yeah, we did this movie right after we shut down everything. Um, it, it was like, well, I don't, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but it's certainly going to be the popular thing to do. And contagion turned out to be one of our more popular podcasts because, uh, it was on everybody's mind. And I think with as good as this film is with the science part of it and, and people reacting appropriately to diseases, um, and, and viruses that are out there, it, it was like you said, a learning experience and an entertainment experience, uh, wrapped up into one. 
And it was something that people needed to know about because like when you hear, oh, you know, if it's got this R not of approaching two or whatever it was for the the coronavirus. Um, whereas in this movie, it's it goes higher than that at one point. Uh, you got to know what they mean by that and how serious to take it. And I don't know, like I. Contagion is a good movie, but I have a hard time putting it over even in the year of covid uh i have a hard time putting it much higher because it's not like one of those all-time classics it's just a really really well-made uh virus movie counterpoint i kind of put it above misery and and just uh, like i would agree with you in indie but like you know for where it was and coming out in 2020 like it was uh it was a good bald mm-hmm. movie and like i said the, the thing is like it's a lot of this cons- conspiracy theory stuff. It's like, um, it would be interesting to see contagion the movie with a president Trump, um, in, in that universe, because like, I honestly think we would have done a lot better. And I think the world would have done a lot better if, if we had leadership that just said where like universally just came out from those, you know, best thing you can do is wear a fucking mask and stay home as much as possible. Mm hmm. The second that got politicized and became like a masculine thing, a conservative thing, a freedom loving patriot yeah. thing versus, you know, pants wedding liberal thing, like we fucking lost the war. Twice the people um, died, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's that's the thing with contagion is like you didn't really you had sober leadership trying to do the right thing at the top. And it's like Yeah. So it's it's a weird weird thing that like a lot of the differences in the pandemic were biological but a lot of them were just like structural leadership issues um that's why i see it so i i kind of put it like to the misery level but i also see what you're saying that like this is just another this is just a this is just a disaster film without the backdrop of 2020 right right yeah yeah i wouldn't call this an all-time classic although i do think this movie is great uh, well, let's throw it up there and then see how we feel. I'll we be pissed if this. it gets outside the top twenty. Well, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we've said I've said my piece about it. I want to say one more um, thing uh, about Contagion, yeah. and people may not like this, but to say that this is a few times worse than the flu, when you look at the number of people dead, is to undersell the nature of this virus. Um, and and to oversell sort of the I don't know the, the to to like poo-poo our response to it because when the virus when the flu hits each year we don't shut down our economy we don't tell people to stay home we don't all wear masks to go out to the we store don't, we, don't we don't tell shut down school we don't shut down restaurants and schools and bars uh if we did that with the flu, the flu would kill very few people in a year. This, we pulled out every fucking stop we had, and it still killed some of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the people who were paying attention pulled out every stop, and it still killed five times what the flu kills in a year. Um, and is still killing that, that number of people. Like, we haven't beat this thing. Very good point. It's still here. We pulled out every stop we had, and it's still murdering us. So... Like, take this fucking thing seriously. Still. Yeah. I know the vaccines are yeah. coming. I know people are getting them. When it's your turn to get a vaccine, get a vaccine. Uh, and in the meantime, stay away from people as much as possible. Wear a mask when you can't. Don't be stupid about it. Because it's, it's a vicious virus. And it is killing a lot of people. 
You're right, and I'm glad you said that because you're you're we're judging it against the standard flu, and we're treating this not like it's the flu. Right. Um, right. Yeah. There's there's so. no comparison there. Uh, uh, okay, let's move on to the Irishman. The Irishman. Like Laddie. I said in the podcast, and like I said today, I think this is better than Casino. I think this is Martin Scorsese's second best movie. You're saying the Irishman is better than the Casino? Yeah, I didn't think you were that jazzed about it when we watched it. I thought I thought I liked it more than you did, but I didn't think it's better than Casino. I yeah, I think this is this is. I, I, I thought I said I, in the podcast is better than Casino, but not as good as Goodfellas. What, I think this is his fourth best then? gangster movie. Like to me, it goes it goes Casino, Gangs of New York. Actually, maybe Gangs of New York, Casino, Ooh, Goodfellas, Irishman. Wow. And then, then that, this isn't like huge leaps. This isn't like, you know, oh, a right. huge death step off like Irishman it's, is. But it's, like it's shades of Scorsese, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't um, know. I, I think Casino. Yeah, I, I just think the all encompassing nature of the Irishman and this being like. Look, look at the people starring in this, right? It's like every every bit of Scorsese is coming back here, right. except with the exception of yeah. like Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, yeah, you got Pacino, you got you got De Niro, you got Pesci. Yeah, Pesci. Uh, it just it feels like this is the last curtain call for all of an era shit and and enthusiastic about the actual material and the project. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's got all the things I love about gangster movies, like the, the beginning. You know, when when Frank or whatever his name is gets into yeah. the business. Uh, so, well, I don't know what happened to all this stuff on the truck. But, yeah, you know, the meat, the like, steaks, uh, I don't know. They, 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 they packed it wrong. Yeah. Hey, they sent you out empty? Ah. <laughs> right, it's got all that stuff I love about, like, Goodfellas with Henry uh, growing up yeah. around this yeah. stuff and then getting into it. Um, and, and the tech was cool. The, 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 I thought the, the anti-aging stuff was better, yeah, better than I expected because I heard some people talk about Uncanny Valleys, but, like, honestly, I thought it was especially the way they did it without any kind of, you know, special prosthetics when they're capturing the film. Just did it all with this kind of like seamless masking technology. Pretty yeah, good. those cameras. I don't know, man. Um, I appreciated the Irishman, especially that last act of it, um, where you know we're talking with Frank in the uh, in the old folks' home, right? Um, and he's kind of just like, man. they're closing the door not only on on frank as as a person but it's also feels like it's closing the door on an era of filmmaking um and a genre the gangster genre well here's my thing it is a relatively new like uh, wasn't parasite and the irishman both 2019 films that sounds right yeah but like i don't i have a really negative reaction to putting this above parasite um like let alone like casinos like you know but like i don't think it was better than parasite so what do you do you want to top toss it in like i mean if you want to put it one two or three that's fine we can argue about it later okay yeah sounds good shit, to me. we haven't even really talked about it. yeah i know the, like, I, I, don't, parasite. I don't want to get bogged down i'm just gonna I, throw it up there. yeah I, we're trying to get to the top 20 yep still jesus is a long category invisible man this one's gonna be tough because you didn't see it um yeah i have no opinion yeah, it's an excellent Elizabeth Moss performance. It's a revenge. It, it, it's both a like 
stalking and revenge story um wrapped up into one you get you get that full circle there uh if if you've seen the stuff like hollow man um or the invisible man you kind of know the gist of this right like it's the pervy guy uh who goes in and does does bad stuff to women um in this case it's much more personal than that it's it's uh a vindictive controlling uh ex who you know yeah it sounds like his a, own death a, like a sci-fi gone girl only gender bent i haven't seen gone girl oh fuck i thought you did see gone girl no. okay well i thought that okay never mind then um and yeah and so she you know it, it's a harrowing experience too i imagine if you're a woman who's been through anything even close to this type of relationship it's probably pretty brutal for the first two acts the third act is going to feel pretty cathartic i imagine <laughs> um it, it was just it was a great movie it's a great movie i don't think it belongs at the tippy top of this list i think it's pretty good where it is certainly for me other you know where do you want to put it i think i just want to leave it there um okay i, I would say it's worth watching certainly what do you think about sneakers? Because I think I could be talked into putting that right in that uh, Castaway Contagion Misery tier. Oh, yeah? Marty. Marty, don't move me. <laughs> All right, let's just throw it in there somewhere. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, sneakers, if, if you don't know what Sneakers is, it's, it's like one of the best hacking movies of all time. Um, and it's done with this analog technology for the most part. Um, like the bridge between analog and digital is this movie. Analog, the bridge between war games and hackers. It's yeah, it's like like way like a, a touch more fantastical, and you're into Mission Impossible. Yes, you know, but also like they really nail the like the social hacking aspect of the social engineering. Like most of hacking is just kind of like penetrating people. Well, <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, well, in 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 like a you know compromising uh, people, compromising yeah. people, yeah. Not, um, not and, uh, is her name Mary positions. McDowell? Is that is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, President you know, President Rosalind from Battlestar Galactica. She's got a a great scene where she's trying to date Stephen Tobolowsky uh, oh, to get yeah. him to say some some certain passphrases, particular things. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, that's that's classic. You know. Not even social engineering there, but it is. It's a form of it, but it's like more in depth. Um, I I don't know. It's a great like the conversation I, I mentioned earlier in terms of of uh, some other movie, but it is very, very much the sneakers of espionage and mm-hmm. vice versa. So I don't know. It's a great, yeah, movie. great, great cast. Uh, Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, uh, River Phoenix. Oh yeah, um, Sydney Poitier. Poitier? Is in the yeah, like James Earl Jones. I, I know I'm James. The, I know I'm leaving some people off, but like I was amazed at how great the cast was. A little bit of Tombstone. Oh, how great uh, the cast is. Ashford. Uh, isn't David Strathern? Yes, in this? yes, is in yeah, 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 Whistler yeah, the, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great cast, great movie. Uh, how about Easy Rider? Easy Rider was such a visual treat and like, boy, what a beast mode performance by uh, the, the Wolfman, uh, Jack, yes, uh, 
No, well, no, I'm talking about the um, Jack Nicholson. Wolfman. Oh, right, right, right. The the fancy city boy. Yeah. Uh, like he uh, there's there's some real strong performances in here. There's some real sketchy shit too. Uh, yeah. Who who plays opposite Dennis Hopper? P- uh, Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda, right? Yeah, I'd never seen him in anything, and I liked him. Same. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I, you know, like uh, it's, uh, so many of these guys have been like kind of joke career status by the time I got around to them. Like Dennis Hopper was starring in Speed and it's a Super Mario Brothers film. Right. Uh, and and West and, and Waterworld. That was uh, my Dennis Hopper. I'd never really seen Dennis Hopper in anything where he like gave a shit about. Yeah. And he's he's kind of a beast. Jack Nicholson, kind of the similar way. Like I'd seen, you know, some of his best work, Shining, One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. But like early young like sexy jack nicholson hadn't really been familiar with him like you said peter fonda and these guys is kind of like going on this this drug and money fueled you know just just fucking around in southwest uh, united states having misadventures yeah i really liked it feels like this americana sort of uh film where at the same time like yeah the scenes that stand out to me are like the the trip the tripping scene toward the end. Um, mm. But maybe the scene that stood out to me was their encounter in the backwoods diner where, mm-hmm. you know, they're hippies. Right. And so like the people who are in this town are not going to really appreciate uh, what they're doing and they're making a fucking scene mm-hmm. for sure. But like the intimidation there, uh, I felt on like a visceral level. It, yeah. it didn't feel like they were filming and apparently they weren't right. They just brought in right. a bunch they of people just, and said, Hey, go to town on these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. 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 You brought, brought, bring in some hillbillies and say, what would you, what would you say if you really wanted to shine these people on? Right. Uh, I, but I have no idea what to do with this. Like it's a classic. Could, it is one of those. It movies, is a classic. Right? I, and like, I feel like it needs to go as high as five. But that might be giving it a little too much respect. I will say I don't think of it as fondly as several movies above it right now. Um, But also, I know it's it's revered. So I don't know why it might be like a little bit of baby boomer worship. Could be. We'll talk talk about that when we get there. But I'm good with where it is right now. Okay. Um, Twister. <laughs> what can you say about uh, Twister? I put Twister over train spotting, but I can't defend that. <laughs> no, you, no one could defend that. I'm an Indiana boy. I saw Here. this movie. I saw this movie in a, in a drive through first time in tornado alley, mm-hmm. you know, spring or summer of the year it came out. Like I can't help it. You're I'm just kind of waiting for the Twister to rip and through the screen. And this was like, I think this was the highlight of her disaster thon. Like I fucking love sure. this movie. This movie really holds up. The effects are great. The characters are amazing. Philip Seymour Hoffman is like, just like drive by in this movie with his brilliance. Like this is, this yep. is a fun movie. I would like to watch this movie again. Like, so like wait until there's a vicious thunderstorm. Watch this movie. Yeah. Okay. I like it. You're capping it. You're capping it above, under train spotting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't. I can't uh, do above troops. Nineteen seventeen, boy, that should as as an actual twenty twenty bald movie. I feel like that needs to get in the top ten or top five, maybe. 
Whoa. I mean, it's a great movie. It's, it's a one shot. It's so unfair to compare um, this against Casino and. Of course. Yeah. I mean, all of these. You know, movies that aren't proved to be classics currently. Oh, shit. This is a 2019 film, dude. 1917. Yeah. Did we did we actually do this last year? Uh, I don't know. Let's look at our ball came out Christmas. We might. Oh, I know we wouldn't have seen this. We'd have seen it the like in January of. Yeah, we released 1917 on January 9th, 2020. Okay, so we did cover this year. It's a 2020 film. Sam Mendes. I I think this. yeah, I think this. I think this movie needs to go in the top five because it is an actual bald move, twenty twenty movie, and we can talk about where it needs to go. I'll send it to the fucking top. Yeah, we can see. Yeah. We can see. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. I like we'll, that. We'll come back to it. How about Greyhound? <sighs> Man. Well, it's damn sure better than Twister. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the, here's how, the question. See how like, I work? I, un- I irrationally argue for Twister to be better, and then I come in this boat movie and say, well, it's better than Twister. So the question is, are we just making a list of classic films? Because if we're doing that, like, that kind of defeats the purpose of having a yearly Baldies, right? Let's just make a classic films list and be done with it. And then revisit each year and say, does it beat any of the classic films from film history? Man... Yeah, I'm starting to think like that we sh- I tell you what, when it comes to the top five, we should maybe give extra weight to stuff that actually came out in 2020. I think you're right. I definitely think you're right. So, so and this did, uh, right? Greyhound? It did. So I like I I send it to the top. Fuck it. Okay. Because I don't want to make this just a classic movies list. Yeah, I think you're right. Which would be very you're easy right. to do. Yeah. With films like this, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street uh, is not better than Casino or Parasite or Leaving Las Vegas. But pro- uh, yeah, I think seven. But I think it should go to the seven. Okay. Are you arguing for eight or are you arguing for higher? No, I, I man, I'm in the tank up, for though. this film. I love this movie. It's so God, much fun. Jesus, the, the Lamborghini, it, it, all the scene stuff to kick my ass. The beginning, kick my ass this time. Like, yeah, good stuff. It is a classic. Like that's that's. I mean, you can't say anything about a Martin Scorsese film other than they're all classics. It is a little formulaic for him, though. Sure, just transposed onto Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. Uh, Here's another Scorsese classic, and this is a true classic, right? This is you genre put defining. Put it above Casino. I mean, I I would um, yeah, if this we'll, were just we'll my list. Later. But yeah, we can uh, send. I'm thinking of ending things in Lighthouse to the motherfucking top. Both of them. <laughs> I didn't enjoy. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things as much as the Lighthouse. But oh sure, yes, they both belong up there. And then, then you know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna give Lighthouse. Like we should have seen that back in 2019. Yeah, but we didn't for some reason. I would love to know the movie we watched instead. Jesus Christ. Might have been. A well, it was Netflix, release. right? So you couldn't actually go to the theater and see that. I think you might be right. It might have gotten a, a release. If it did, uh, it was limited and not in yeah, Cincinnati, out, fucking Ohio. It, it came out in. Uh, 
the Cannes Music Festival in May of 2019, and then it got an October 18th release in the United States. I do believe that was on Netflix. Okay. Um, it wasn't a wide theater release. Yeah. Uh, eh, maybe not. Maybe it did have a limited release. Anyway, who cares? Those things all need to go to the mother motherfucking top of the list, in my yeah. opinion. Yep, they're up there. Um, what okay. about Rear Window? Uh, Hitchcock classic. Uh, yeah. Like, Jesus, this list is getting to be... <laughs> I mean, rear window. I mean, I'm going to take it to the top, but maybe not the tippy top because it didn't come out this year or we didn't cover it. Yeah. You know, well, shit, you can say the same about the lighthouse. It didn't come out this year, but yeah, maybe we have, we should, maybe we, we end up doing two. This might be fun to do two categories. Just do a top five bald movies, 2020, and then also do like Baldi's Emeritus, where we try to like duke it out of all these excellent movies we saw, which one is the very, very best. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, we have done a first uh, run category in previous years, right? We usually do, and then yeah, and then everything else is a commission. This is a weird year where we were just like you know self commissioning everything, <laughs> right? We do uh, have a commission category though because we did bring that back. Uh, Hunt for Red October. Oh, you're a boat sucker, sucker for I'm boats. A boat, I'm a boat sucker. <laughs> I'm a boat sucker, baby. <laughs> It's a good movie. It's a real good movie. I'm trying to. I mean, I don't know where would you put it. I just want to because, like, yeah, I'm gonna be higher on it than you. So, where uh, do you think it goes? And I'll say whether it's a fair, fair or an outrage. Yeah, that might be fair. slightly, slightly too high, but maybe not. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I'm in the tank for it. It's a boat film. It's a Tom Clancy. It's the best Tom Clancy film, hands down best jack ryan hmm. ever of the ones um, i've seen yeah you're probably right yeah i mean some of the harrison fords have their charm yeah but but they're not yeah clear and present danger standard. is as i recall pretty good but man i was young I when Patriot i saw games that. is better Patriot games, Patriot is, the games. Better, is the better of uh, the jack uh, the, the harrison ford jack ryan's yeah but maybe it's just because i like it because it's closer to the book anyway how about, how about this what do you think about the hustler Curious. Ten. Ten. Where does ten put us? Above right leaving Las Vegas. Wow. Wow. Right. So the, the top ten's all a who. Like I don't know where to like, but but yeah, it's like my yeah. Oh, I watched a hustler over leaving Las Vegas in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's certainly a less harrowing experience. Having only, having only one watch a, a piece. Because, uh, like, I feel like there's also a lot of layers between, uh, you know, Paul Newman and the late, I can't remember the, the woman. Um, she's like, that's a really modern role. Yeah. Um, it is. Which might say something about the fact, the fact that, like, <laughs> good women roles really haven't changed much in like 50 years. Like, just now you're starting, you know, to, to have people, women doing kind of their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, what do you think? What? Where are we at now? Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Fuck it. Hamilton uh, kind of needs to go to the top. Yeah, maybe. I think we're getting in the range where, like, maybe we just leave a lot of stuff where it is because it's out yeah, of the I top twenty. Right. Even. I think you're right, but Hamilton might get into the top twenty. 
God damn it. Uh, this is such a good movie. Yeah, is this better geez. or worse than Twister? I think is the real question. Cause yeah, I, it's better than Twister. I mean, come on. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I want to put it uh, here. Okay, okay. God damn, our top twenty is a murderer's row. I know, man. Our top twenty-five what? at this point is all. What else are we at? What else? Fruitvale Station. God damn it. Uh, should it go to the? I don't think it should go to the top. Uh, is it better than the Five Bloods? Okay, that's the five a good Bloods conversation. Came out this year, yeah. I feel like if one of these is going near the top, it's the five bloods simply because of recency. What do you think? They're very different films. Oh, yeah. I like I like the the small and very personal story of, uh, you know, like Fruitville Station is how America feels about black folk. And the five bloods is kind of how black folk feel about black folk. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I felt like I was eavesdropping on a conversation watching the five bloods. It's it's, it's in the the same uh, sort of envelope as Lovecraft Country is where like I feel like I'm being told you know how how these people feel about themselves um, my opinion is not even being asked about it honestly right like, this is this is this this is the story take it or leave it um yeah. whereas Fruitville station is is consciously like you know i like you know, what do you think what do you think what do you think about this kid what do you think right. about this kid it's you including like all of society like in that in that right uh conversation which you know has its merits but i also think listening to the people who are most affected by this has a lot of merit Probably more merit. Uh, and I got a, the other thing about um, Chadwick Boseman's death. Uh, kind of like you know the fact that he was he was making this thing on his death's door, and you know I remember saying mm-hmm. stuff like, "Gosh, he seemed like he you know maybe." He's one of those dudes that like only gets Marvel swole for the movies. And then, you know, cause it's probably healthier to leave the little, but no, he's, he's dying of like stage six cancer. Uh, yeah. And, and still like brought a tremendous amount of heart to this film. Um, the thing that like, you know, united all these men, like that was the thing that like brought all these very different men, um, and their experiences kind of together. Uh, made them the the bloods, you know, the brothers. Um, mm-hmm. Where where do we take it? Where did you did you already take it? And I wasn't paying attention. I haven't. I'm somewhere in the like ten to twenty range here. And if we're going with movies that came out this year, I think it needs to go probably to the. top. I think it needs to go. I'd take it to the top, and then we can we can sort. Yeah, because I yeah I think we need to sort the the, the today's movies, and then we can see what else. Um, yeah. Because you're right. It's not fair to make these movies comp- compete against 30, 50 year old classics. Right. Uh, okay. Capote. Capote. Wow. What? That was a great. That was a that was a great experience. Um, it was unexpected too. Um, the the topic doesn't sound very interesting to me. It's it's a writer writing a book essentially. Gosh. And the but the nuance of it, it's just so. 
I, I want to say like we'll put it right above Mank because it has a lot of kind of similar like you know in in terms of like the characters and stuff because I thought that would put it somewhere in the te- top teens but right. that's already outside the top twenty. And, and, and do you realize that Twister would be above this movie if we did that? <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I don't care. It's yeah. not gonna make the top twenty. I don't think. Um, and wait children of men okay hmm <sighs> i don't know what to do with this movie it's Why great do we do so many good movies man, this <laughs> year? Just, what are we doing this is how are we not even close to being done with this list we we are actually because we're actually we, almost done yeah, yeah i feel I'm like once ta- we get once, to once bill and ted face the music we're basically we're done. done yeah we're done talking about stuff okay because then you, it's it, this is like this is like a season three Gilligan's Isle on rerun. Like you get the Gilligan, the prof, uh, the skipper, professor, and the rest. Yeah, you know? like we're gonna have like a top twenty that we kind of sweated, and then the rest for sure. Um, so, Children of Men. Damn, Children of Men. This is... one is killing me. This is I, every time I look up this list, I go, "Well, it's better than Twister." <laughs> But yeah, it can't be better than Parasite. Absolutely stops at Parasite. Oh, I will yeah. entertain. I will entertain conversations of it. Like, I mean, is it the time to talk I about? Mean, that feels that feels about right. That feels like close. And we still have to go through the top twenty. So you want to just throw it there, and we'll come back for it. Yeah, because I do want to talk about what makes that movie special. Um, God damn, we'll Cajun just fell out of top twenty, motherfucker. Mr. Ripley. This this is a this is a great movie, and I'm glad I watched it again because I got so much more out of it. Um, However, Jude Jude Law at the height. Uh, He's still at the height of his powers, but young Jude Law uh, just blistering the screen. It's it's Paltrow in a in a a role that didn't make me want to scoop my eyeballs out every time she kept on screen, which is saying something quite the achievement. Uh, Matt Damon is excellent in this movie as just a really creepy guy who's trying to climb the social ladder in the most deceptive and dangerous way possible. This is the first movie that made me want to sit up because it seems weird because like I think the very first time I saw Matt Damon was probably how everybody did Goodwill Hunting. Right. But, you know, he's playing an appealing all-American kind of dude, you know? Yep. I like like this guy is capable of doing shit when I saw this film. Um yeah. and he's gone on to, you know, kind of prove that. He's he's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good in both capacities as all American guy and as also someone that can bring the fucking dramatic thunder. And Philip oh, Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, really good role. That's Freddy. Not, he's great. Yeah, playing a Chad. You don't usually see it and and doing yeah. a really good job of it too. Like this guy, you believably think like like the dude that's on Twister, that guy cannot go through uh, a reign of terror of the, on the women of of, of Europe. Um, this Philip Seymour <laughs> no. Hoffman absolutely could, you know, Capote, yeah. like kind of the same thing. It's like, that's, oh, man, what a versatile guy. What a versatile guy. Hell yeah. The master. How did uh, Mr. Ripley? It's got to go up. For sure. It's, it's, it's in the easy writer cat. It's in the easy writer castaway sneakers level for me. Okay. Like better than some, not as fun as others, but right in, in, in there. Let's throw it at the top of that pack and see where it shakes out. It's better than Twister. With oh the, my God. Inception. 
Did we really oh, watch that movie this year? We did. We did a we did a ten year retrospective on it. You're One right. of the very first movies we ever did for as uh, a bald move commentary. And uh hmm. now we, we brought it back. Inception. Inception. Inception is better than Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Which Jesus, Ex Machina has really fall almost fallen out of top thirty. Yeah. It's better than Better is a very loose sense of the word. Man, I kind of feel like it's in the children of men hustler leaving Las Vegas zone. Like, I can't defend that it's a better movie than the hustler. But it's 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 a really good, good movie. It's a, but it's like, how do you just compare it okay. to the Hustler? Uh, let's throw it there and then we'll talk about it because it will hit the top 20. Okay. And, and I think the that's final done, one done, right? is Bill oh, and Ted, Bill which Ted, that fuck, came out this year. Yeah, I fine. think it's got it to go oh, to Jesus. the top. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay, fine. <laughs> I love I love this movie. I'm in the tank for this movie. Uh, I guess you let are. Me, let me verify that it actually came wanna, out this year. No, it totally did. Yeah, I know. It totally did. Okay. Yeah, it did. Uh, just wanted to be sure in case I was okay. putting it too high. God. Hamilton. Hamilton. Uh, okay, we didn't talk about Hamilton uh, in a public, in a, in a general public speaking way. We did this as an OTC. Uh, Hamilton came out on the 4th of July, and uh, I'm glad it did because I was having a hard time kind of like getting it up for the 4th of July. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, what's another birthday for uh this this uh, american experiment the republic has has lived another year um and this kind of like hamilton's a great reminder of like where we came from how far we've come how far we have to go and yeah so much and and you know everyone's written a, a, a billion gallons of ink about how this is turned into an immigrant film or an immigrant story too, because you know, every one of the founding fathers are immigrants to this country. Mm -hmm. A lot of times first generation and you know, uh, yeah, it's, you should see it. It's, it's, it's really entertaining. Like, unless you just hate rap music, in which case, you know, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Um, Man, so these so a lot of these films, a lot of these numbers are jams. It's extremely well acted. It's very well paced. It's reasonably historically accurate. Uh, yeah, it makes you feel good about the American experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds us of the ideals we should be trying to live up to. Uh, makes you want to go out and times. try to perfect the union. Yep. And it's created a few stars. Like, I, I think that David uh, Diggs, yeah, is that Diggs. his name? He's starting to do stuff on the screen a little bit more. Um, Real stand, standout in the, the, the early goings of uh, the good Lord Bird as Frederick. Oh, Douglas. right. Yeah. Um, and standout in this, uh, frankly, in Hamilton. You know, I, I think like the, the three people that impressed me the most are probably him, Washington and the, the King. Uh, right. George or whoever it is. I don't know. Uh, yeah. George the third. Yeah. They're all fantastic. Um, and it's, it's great. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it's, it's Let's fine it where there. it is. And then it's we'll see if one. anything can beat uh, it. 
I'm thinking of ending things, not better than Hamilton. I agree. I like this movie a lot. Um, this is a, uh, what's his name? Adaptation guy, Charlie Kaufman film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very depressing. Bleak. Yeah. It's about a man who's wasted his life, I think. Is, is going to the grave with infinite regrets of his what he's done with his potential and yeah um jesse plemons uh yeah everyone gives him shit but gosh he's been in a lot of interesting stuff and done a lot of interesting work within it yeah the, um, the agent he has or, or maybe he picks his own projects i don't know but whoever picks the project he's been in has done an excellent job yeah, like I'm thinking the post uh, Fargo season three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's two. Oh, it was two. Yes, it, it was, was two. two, two. Uh, I think uh, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, he's just done so much good stuff. Yeah, I think he might be good. <laughs> he's probably good, and you know who else is uh, good and upcoming? And after this movie and Fargo season four. Uh, I hope to see a lot more of his Jesse Buckley. The the two Jessies here really bringing the thunder. Two Jessies, Plymouth and Buckley. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I it, so I think it, but it's not better than Hamilton. No, no, so it's, it's good. This is a good. Is. Yeah, this is very bleak. It's a great time, great dead of winter film. It's a little spooky. You know, you, uh-huh. might, you might get a little bit of little little bit of spooky vibes from it too. Um. Yeah. yeah, there's actually a lot of Fargo blood in this because David Thewlis is also in this movie and he's great. Oh, Jesus, you're right. I forgot he plays uh, his dad. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good film worth checking out. Uh, how about The Lighthouse? I think it's better than all. This goes to the top for me. Yeah, this was, 100% I'm with you. I felt like I ran a marathon after this movie in the best kind of way. Like and then it was the, grueling. It was hard. It was thrilling. I, my adrenaline was jacked. I was intrigued throughout the trailer for this movie. I didn't know what to think after seeing this trailer. I was like, what is this movie? It looks like it could be great, but I don't know enough about it. And when I watched it, uh, it I came away with the exact same feeling. Like the trailer is what this movie is, right? It's creepy. It's strange. It's foreboding. It's, uh, I tell you this: anything Robert Eggert does from here on uh, until he like disappoints me a couple times, I'm seeing yeah. day one. Like, this is the this is the guy who did the, the lighthouse. I man, good lord, those things are a those things are serious films mm-hmm. that do that do really make you feel things. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, hair on the back of your neck standing up uh, I, I think and- if we had a bald movies baldy that year the witch probably would have won in 2015 it might have because Bill I really love that film Jesus yeah it's terrifying and and atmospheric and it's just great yeah Lighthouse is good and you know we've already we've talked a bunch about uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, um, Willem Dafoe and that's mm-hmm. the movie those two guys are this locked in a room with themselves is the entire film. And, and that's kind of the point too, it's, right? It's like, glorious. Yeah. Yeah. It's that cabin fever kind of thing. And yeah, man, yeah. it's good. So good. Anyway, right. Greyhound. It's, it's just, it's fine. Chilling right there. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen it. I'll take your word for it. 
1917, I think, goes above I'm thinking of ending things. That and feels that's right. That's about where it stops. Yep. Uh, this film is a great, like, almost single shot World War II film. Um, Honestly, I realized after we recorded the 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 first Mega Bald movie that the reason I was stumping so hard for Dunkirk is I was attributing half of its really effective visual scenes to Sam Mendes's work here in 1917. Oh yeah, I remember when they were yeah. made in that town? It was all lit by flares. It was so stark and black and white and all. Right. And and like and they're crawling through those craters and dead men's and Jim's like, I kinda no. I was giving <laughs> Nolan credit for all of Mendes's work. 1917 is. Um, like almost an entire Warner in a war yeah. movie. It, it's, it's it's the World War Two version of Gravity is how I would describe it. It's got that sense. Oh of, yeah, of that's a great oppressive dread and and tension. Uh, Who made throughout Gravity? most of it? Quaron. Oh okay, because I'm like, I, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, because um, I thought maybe that uh, Mendez made. I'm like, holy shit, you're right. That's a that's a very apt comparison. Yeah, it feels like that. Um, and it's great. It's really great. Okay. So I like it there at number three. Yeah. I was primed to watch this movie. Cause like within the last year I'd finished up, uh, Dan Carlin's, uh, uh, countdown to Armageddon hardcore history Ooh. where he deals with all that no man's land. And like, see, like it's, it, it really brought the, this particular kind of futility of war to, to life. Mm-hmm. What a meat grinder. Um, okay. The five bloods. I would put this at number five because I haven't seen Greyhound. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I almost want to put it above. I could already be talked into putting it above. I'm thinking vending things and even 1917. I think it hits a pretty Ooh. firm ceiling at Hamilton. I but think it hits its ceiling in 1917. I could be talked into number four. I like to die five bloods better than I'm thinking of ending things. Five bloods a hell of a lot more fun. I can tell you that there are, there are moments in there that it, yeah, it's, it's but it's I I don't want to point pitch it as a fun movie because I kind of no, no. thought that's what it would be and um it is kind of a heisty film though it is it does have a lot of kind of like romancing the stone and Indiana Jones in it in oh parts. it's definitely a heist in, in parts um. um. Love those, yeah, love do... those last stand scenes out in the yeah. jungle. Man, those are so good. I'd argue go and I'd argue for four. Okay, that's what, I, that's what that's what I'm stumping for. I like it. And Bill and Ted, you can just sit your ass down. That's fine. You're just stay right there. We'll call you if you need you. Obviously, uh, I would put this at six because I haven't seen Greyhound, but sure. Uh, so that's it for the new stuff, though. Well, Irishman. Damn. Oh, right. Technically, that's 2019, but we covered it this year. We and it's did. new enough that I consider it new. Yeah, it came out late in the year 2019. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely better than Bill and Ted. Uh, it's, it's better, better than Greyhound. I'm better of anything. than I'm thinking of anything. It's better than The Five Bloods. It's better than 1917. It's certainly not better than Lighthouse. And I don't think it's better than Hamilton. Okay. I, I, I don't even know if it's better than 1917. All right, let's, let's talk about this. 1917. 
that's starting to look like a pretty good top five, to be honest. Do we want to? Do we want to? Do you want to go and see if we're if we're cool with the top twenty? Is there anything in the top twenty we haven't talked about? Um, yes, I feel like we didn't talk really about children and men. What makes that movie so good? We didn't talk about Rear Window much either, except for its tension. And and uh, the other thing is, it's also got uh, Grace Kelly, who <sighs> I thought was really, really good. And again, kind of like a you know modern sensibility type role. Uh huh. Um, and just you know incomparably gorgeous at times. <laughs> yeah, her entrance, like you know, literally a, a POV of like Jimmy Stewart waking up from a dream and seeing this. Right, angelic creature. He's he's, he's and also man, Jim, Jimmy Jimmy Stewart. What a frame this guy holds! Like you're just like kind of like meh. Grace Kelly coming over to cook food. I for know, him. man. Yeah, like know, he man. wants to run off to war without her. It's it's like yeah, you're, you're, you're crazy, man. War, yeah, you're a terrible war correspondent. I mean, that, I mean, I don't know because like that's the thing. It's like it, I you're supposed to believe that Jimmy Stewart's like 23 years old. Right. <laughs> Right. And like it might, you know, it might make more sense if like it's uh, hey, even if J- Grace Kelly's waiting for you, if you still got, you know, you're still a Rolling Stone and you got some some oats to sow and some wars to correspond. And um, I don't know. Seems like she wants to go with you, Jimmy. Yeah. Take her with you, man. I mean, she Maybe might not last in her high blood, heels and yeah, dresses, then, but then, she, then you then, you know, then, right. you know, but uh, yeah, I uh, give her the chance. We, we, I think we talked. I think we talked about the lighthouse adequately. Hamilton, nineteen seventeen, the Irishman, the Five Bloods. I'm thinking of ending things. Greyhound, Bill and Ted face the music. Rear window, Goodfellas, Casino, Parasite. We haven't talked talked about Parasite, and I feel like Parasite's low because it was yeah. late last year too. A lot of people watched it this year. I mean, it's the same sort of thing as Lighthouse, right? Where it came out last year, but we did it this year. Um, that oh, earns it and that's the thing is like here we go I, I, I think it's it's right below the lighthouse to be honest well let me let me ask you does tenet belong up in the modern movies because that is no. like the one that's down here that isn't recent no well i guess it's not the only one sucks. trial of chicago 7 is down there i agree it's well it borderline, de- it sucks, de- borderline, de- it borderline, de- but the de- borderline goes should have been on the biggest disappointment list. To be honest, like I think that's oh, that's overstating yeah. how bad a film it is, but it's also understating how much I expected from a this Gonzo of a Christopher Nolan concept. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a big, that's a big oversight on our part. I think I thought I thought we talked about it. And we decided that it just it, it it's unfair to call it a disappointment because it's not like but I I am in I the hype like we, was off the charts. It's like the cyberpunk thing, right? Like even if it's OK, a mediocre game, it's like it was hyped beyond. Unbelief for me anyway, I mean, Christopher Nolan comes with his own hype, right? At this point. Yeah, it might have it might have beaten Bob Loss on the, the <laughs> top three disappointment <laughs> list, too. Um Maybe. Nah, fuck I What can you yeah, do? It. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is all the news. Parasite. Stuff. One through nine. But bear Parasite. Parasite's yeah, whole deal was 
I mean, this is a foreign film about life in South Korea, but it feels like if you live in South America, if you live in, uh, you know, uh, San Francisco, New York City, um, any reasonably large metropolitan area where, you know, the majority of the, the jobs are service jobs. Uh, that you're serving people with like more income than you like it's it just feels very fucking relevant and and yeah it you know uh, yeah it's a it's a movie called parasite and you think that it's about these lower class people taking advantage of upper class people but the movie really kind of steps back and like is it really mm-hmm. um very very effective movie and I think, like I said, I, I think it goes, I think it's better than Hamilton, not as, not quite as good as Lighthouse. But I'm curious to see what you think. Yeah. It also surprised me because I had no expectations for this film other than ever, you know, I, I'd known, uh, that, there for uh, now. I did I seen because I saw Knives the- Out. Uh, before I saw Parasite, and you're exactly opposite, right? You saw Knives Out after you saw Parasite. Yes, yes. Um, and so to me, it was like, oh well, I've seen a movie exactly like this, except so way funny. more fun. <laughs> it's so funny because, yeah, man, it's I. It's one of those things where the or it's kind of like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels versus Snatch. Yeah. Like, the order that you see those films is going to really inform what you think about the other one. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, but yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect because I knew it was a, for, it was like kind of foreign film. Uh, you know, Jun Ho had had a pretty, uh, amongst like people that are more artsy fartsy in films, a, 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 a pretty, um, good reputation. Um, and everybody was like, completely losing their minds about it but i had no idea what it was about i expected it to be a horror film and it's not not a horror film uh especially some of the ends got some cycle some some pretty severe psychological horror yeah um and i remember a couple of like a couple of the murder scenes that are intense yeah like the encounters in the basement are whoa oh, <laughs> yeah okay so yeah, everyone should see Parasite. Like, and honestly, everyone should see the top five of these movies, I think. Probably, mm-hmm. the, you know, anything that made it onto our list in 2019, 2020, you should probably, you'd probably do well to check out. Um, yeah, um, I think it belongs in either two or three here because, man, Hamilton has so much heart and just, ah, uh, so entertaining. I wouldn't be mad if you flip flop those. I like I said, I think personally, I like Parasite a bit more than Hamilton, and it's also kind of like we're really stretching movie with him. But I don't know. I don't want to. Les Mis was a movie. Sing in right. the Rain is a movie. Like I don't want to make like musicals as a second class citizens here. Did we? We put Les Mis on commissions, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh. All right, let's leave that as is, Rob. Because okay. I could be talked into that being the second best movie. How do we feel about our top ten here? Other than Bill and Ted face the music being in it, <laughs> like, well, I, I, pretty... I want to like demarcate between new and old. Yeah, 
we probably don't yeah. have a top 10 unless you throw a tenant or the trial of Chicago seven up there. Um, tenant which, can get that high. you know what, what if we did that? What if we just rounded out the top 10 and modern with this? Okay. All just right. Add yeah. Number 10. And, uh, okay, sure. Wait, I mean, wait, maybe, wait, maybe higher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what, what are what we talking about? about? What do you think this about that? trial? Number eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. So I think we have our, our solid top ten here. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. have a hard time defending uh, Irishman at number five below... 1917 if i'm also saying that irishman is better than an all-time classic of casino well but but we're not right we're artificially giving weight to the recency for sure but like i'm gonna argue that it's that it's an all-time classic in the likes of casino and goodfellas and that i'm not gonna put it above 1917 (laughs) well i mean 1917 is gonna be it's gonna be canonized as a classic war film it's gonna be right up there with i think so you know, I, yeah. I think I think that like in let's see, like you've got uh, Saving Private Ryan. It's already been canonized. You've got like I think Dunkirk and 1917 are the the next ones probably for that kind of level of revered war film. And yeah, I don't know which one people prefer. All right, I'm just playing around here. Uh, okay, cool. Well, we got a top ten. Um, so I guess the nominees for this category are going to be the top five. And are we cool with this order? I'm cool with Lighthouse winning this, man. It was the most I'm cool with, yeah, Lighthouse, amazing I, film I saw is, this year. Lighthouse is fine. Um, Parasite's fine. Hamilton's fine. I, I guess ni- I guess 1917 Irishman, The Five Bloods, I'm thinking of ending things. There's a pretty like a pretty big step off between that to Trial of Seven, Greyhound. I think so. so. And another big step off to Bill and Ted. But like, do you do you want to yeah, I have a hard time knocking uh, knocking Irishman off for either the Five Bloods or I'm thinking any things. Yeah, as much as I like those, same here. I think this is a good okay. list of nominees. Um, do we want to go through the top twenty, or do you, do you have any interest in like doing like a mega mega bald move category with you know the old the the classics? Yeah, you know what? How do People- you even compare? That's what I'm saying. Like may- maybe, maybe this deliberate this deliberation serves as this. We've gone we've gone on this for almost two hours. Like if you want it, yeah. If you want it, can the we full- like real quick just like separate some of the weed from the chaff? Can we get like the big ones to the top and the round out a top twenty with like, yeah, okay, That's like a, good a, call. a few all time classics. Right, I'm not even sure if we can very quickly because you got 50 years of cinema here holy shit yeah <laughs> um i mean i will say that uh like if we just absolutely cut off at 10 so you, you can't get higher than 10 yeah then rear window is not as good as goodfellas okay i don't I think, think it's we hitchcock's, can agree on that. i don't think it's even considered hitchcock's best film right whereas you know goodfellas is one or two of of Scorsese's best. Yeah. Um, 
Yep. I know you want this higher. If you like Goodfellas at 11, you probably want this at 11. Uh, pro- I, put, I put that at 12, yeah. But if you, you want it... Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's where I, I, I would rank know. it. Um, so and you think it's better than Goodfellas? I thought, I thought that that was kind of a consensus opinion. The casino was the Godfather 2 to, to Goodfellas, Godfather 1. But, like, I didn't <laughs> read... I, I don't know what the... Hold on a second. Let's let's settle a bet here. Casino, rotten, rotten tomatoes. Should I look up Goodfellas, rotten tomatoes? Yeah, if you want to make this faster. Uh, Casino has got a eighty percent tomato tomatometer to the ninety-six of Goodfellas. Holy shit! Okay, maybe I was wrong. Ninety-seven percent audience score. Maybe I'm maybe this is just a me thing. Uh, so, yeah, OK, I'd like if we just take a quick term, the temperature of the Internet and, and, and critical consensus, then I guess you're. What is I, I guess? Yeah. Goodfellas above casino. Fuck me. Oh, wow. Scarface just barely edging out casino. Uh, Raging Bull, which I haven't seen. I need to see that at some point. I mean, the Godfather's part one and two are just stomping all over everything 98% fresh on both of them for the critics and then oh yeah thank 98 this weekend this this weekend i'm thinking i'm i'm i've been waiting to do this for a long time i'm thinking about getting out the saga edition carbon at seven hours with a bottle with a bottle of scotch and a cigar and just fucking doing it man (laughs) i've never done the saga edition i haven't either uh, and Alexis right, has never seen those movies, so I would. Jesus, I don't know if you'd break someone in with the the saga, yeah, <laughs> the, the full one and the two. Moby Dick version of yeah, uh, uh, of the Godfather. But... No, I'd have to give her like doses, small doses. I'd have to microdose good uh, Godfather. I, I, I do think that God, like whether you think Godfather Two is more complex, Godfather One is way more approachable. Like like going in with zero, yes. like because like you. Man, I had the to get a couple of years on before I even knew what the fuck they were doing in Cuba. Like yeah. that whole like with the Hyman Roth and all that stuff. I was like, what the shit? And, you know, like I, I immediately got the stuff what the old man was doing um, in, in Italy and, you know, yeah. setting up shop in, in Little Italy. But like I, I there's a I, I've grown to appreciate it. But yeah, mm-hmm. right off the bat. Um, chill. OK, so you got rear window. Children of Men. I don't think Children of Men is better than Rear Window. I'm with you. I think the Hustler might be. Hustler might be. Uh, but but not better than Rear Window. Ooh. Okay. You at what it does. At what it does. I think Rear Window is better. Um, I enjoy the Hustler more than Rear Window. That that's that's. I think that's. Yeah, it's defendable that like one's a better movie, one's more personally enjoyable for sure. Yeah, I, I just like the the world that the hustler creates, right? It it essentially defines what modern pool players think of themselves. I think, <laughs> yeah, it might be. You know, they all fashion themselves out of uh, Slim. What's his name? What's his name? It's not. Oh yeah, what is his name? I, all I can think is Minnesota Fats. It's Minnesota Fats, but it uh, Fast Eddie Felson. Yeah, Fast um, Eddie Felson. Yeah. Everybody fashions themselves a Fast Eddie plays pool okay children of men i don't think is better than hustler yeah i think those are good leaving las vegas uh, is better than Ooh. children of men okay but it's gonna have a hard time bumping up past that 
the, the great thing is I guarantee there's going to be people come and be like, well, you said this because when we like, oh, you said yeah. this, but this, I'm like, man, there's a lot of paper, <laughs> rock, scissors, lizard spot going on here. Okay. <laughs> when we're talking all time films, like get cut me some fucking burst. And there's a lot of just like, what do I remember of the film and how do I feel about yeah. it today? Right. Yeah. 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 In yeah. These lists. Um, is inception better than children of men? God, man, Inception is one of the best written movies I can think of. Like between plot and character, that thing just hangs together in this delicate, like Fabergé way. Children of Men is Quran. Yeah, is Alfonso Quran too. Yeah. I think Inception's better. I like Inception better. I do too. Inception. The fact if I'm being honest, it's right below casino. That's exactly where I was looking. Holy shit. Really? <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm not we saying we were alive like, when this like, movie was made. So yeah, man, I'm not going to be biased. This is like empirically better than rear window. Okay. Right. Uh, Steven Spielberg's cut, sit down. I'm not, you know, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, man. Here's the, here's the troubling thing is I think Wolf of Wall Street goes up. Uh, eh, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Children of Man is really fucking strong. Yeah. I I say it's, it's, and it's more important. It it says, it says, it says more things about things. The human, yeah. The human condition. Right. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street is more of a roller coaster ride uh, meant yeah. meant to be kind of fun. And yes, say something about society. And then, you know, the, but it, it made it made no societal impact. Like no. No, no one learned a goddamn thing from watching Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Go and back fact, to our review of this. We talked about the all wrong this lessons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like so. it, it, it runs the risk of encouraging the type of behavior and glorifying the, the character of Belson. Uh, you know, what, what's his name? Uh yeah, shit. Some something Belson. Is it Jonathan? I don't. Who cares? No, it's yeah. It glorifies that guy, or or it can if you view it through the wrong lens. Um, yeah, and and I think a lot of people do view yes. that because he never gets to come. He never really Jordan. Never Belson, really Jordan. He never really pays for it, right? No. It, well, I mean, the, the ending thing, is like, him it, going to a, a club med kind of place for to live out he, his prison sentence, and then yeah, and then he then he goes right into scamming people again. So it's like yeah. it's not like it stands like you know, Goodfellas. You know, Henry Hill loses almost everything. You know, he's he has yeah. to be like I mean, and even that's not a real comeuppance because he just has to live like the rest of us. That's his punishment. Jordan, but he doesn't even have that. He's still like super wealthy and famous and. Pulling his own stick, hasn't learned anything. It's like the fire fest eternally. Um, <laughs> sure. So, so yeah, I, so, um, boy, the hunt for October. Ooh, That's going to have ooh. a hard time moving up this list. It in really my opinion. is. It's a great film, but like in historic terms, when you're talking about the best of the best of the best of genres, mm. like what is it the best of Tom well, Clancy submarine movies? <laughs> it's yeah. Not- like the, 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 like Cold it War is, thriller, yeah, kind Cold of thing. War spy it's, films, yeah. Like it's one of the best, yeah, sure. 
Yeah, but I have a I have a hard time making it, and and I think yeah, talented now. I I guess there's a question of like for the top the last spot on the list. Um, yeah, talented Mr. Ripley, there. Easy Rider, Castaway, Sneakers, Apollo Thirteen, Contagion, Misery, <laughs> Train Spotting. You think? Because uh, I was going to make an argument for Castaway, Apollo Thirteen. Misery. I can make an argument for Contagion just on a 20, you know, make it 20 for 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's like a fucking personal arrogance argument. <laughs> <laughs> argument by alliteration. Let's, let's call them uh, up and then let them make our 20th spot here. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse, Eric, fuck. Have you seen any of these movies? Can you, can you help us here? Okay. Eric probably could. Eric's pretty, pretty, pretty knowledgeable film buff. Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like like their stuff. Go check out direct. Um I feel like just with my gut that either Mr. Ripley Misery Castaway or Easy Rider belongs in that spot. And I have a real hard time not just saying it's Easy Rider because it defined a a generation in a lot of ways. Wait, I can't hear you. Did you mute yourself? Sorry, define the go. worst generation, arguably. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, but the influence. I don't know. So, like, what is, like, <sighs> Misery Castaway? Can I make an argument uh, artistically against either of the, or for either of those? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Right? I, I don't like town. I like, uh, because Sounds of Mr. Ripley is real good. Easy Rider. Yeah, you might be right. I cast away Easy Rider. Misery. I mean, I kind of like Mis- Misery is another one of those kind of like iconic, like mm-hmm. all time great of a genre that really holds up. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Which of these three movies would you rather a, a, a bald move person? that hasn't seen either, which one would you rather than watch? Well, I think that's a useful way to clear, clarify your mind. Like, hey, average bald mover, if there's this one of these old, uh, older movies that you might not have seen, you're 35 years old, Fuck. you like films, what, which one? Because, like, and you don't know anything about them. You don't know if they like, like horror or if they like this or like that. It's and, g- oh, in that case, it's probably going to yeah. be Castaway. I think is like the one I, that stands I was on the its same own thing. Here. Like if I want to give a solid recommendation of something that you'll find absorbing and kind of moving and you might come up with like, you know, like a little different way of looking at life castaway. Yeah, I might be okay throwing castaway at 20. Uh, with the caveat that all of these are damn good movies. <laughs> yeah, our top 30 like is know, pretty man. fucking sweet. Our top 40 is 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 actually pretty good. <laughs> 
We watched a lot of good movies. Yeah, if we if we if we if we, if we bothered sorting these like top four, you'd have a hard time having uh, picking picking something out of top forty and having yeah. a bad time with it. Hell yeah! Oh man, that would be fucking badass. Sometime like how the AFI's got the top one hundred. Like if we went and did like all the movies we've ever seen, go through all these old Baldy docs and just throw them all up and just do. Like, you know what? What was the best movie we've actually seen and talked about on Bald Move? Oh, God. Maybe the for bald, next year. Because that will take the, the, hours of debate, right? Like, tens of hours, oh, probably. I can't even imagine. It'd be a project. It'd be a project. Yeah, maybe that's what we uh, lead into the next Baldies with. Who knows? Um, sounds like fun. I do like, I, I like list and arguing because it, it just, like, it's, it's great for sparking debate and finding out, like, yeah. uh, people's tastes, you know? I know people are not going to like some of our decisions. Uh, oh, um, that's fine. They, that's they, how it they, goes. They, you know what? That's why. That's why we have the the listeners' choice. Like, you know, what does the average bald bald move fan think? Um, we did. We're it. usually pretty in sync, I think. But uh huh, yeah. pretty close. I feel good. I feel real good about the top five. I feel real good about the top ten. I feel real good about the top twenty. I'm being honest, except for Bill and yeah, Ted. This, I, that's that movie. That movie doesn't deserve to be in the top twenty sure if you're taking this as a whole but i think with the caveats we've pointed out here it yeah you know not a, it's it's a it's a good film it's, it's a ton better of fun. than it's better than we had any rights to expect from bill and ted movie coming out in 2020 yep i'll put it that that's 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 for damn sure and i think it's it two hours it. two hours 68 movies <laughs> We fucking did it, dude. We did we it. We did it. I like it. We're done. Washing my All hands right. of this. Yeah, we'll we we'll we'll see you on the next deliberation or the baldies itself. <laughs>